0: Hey, I'm Gilad Niger and this is the Philips Tech Tuesday Unboxed, your DevOps technologies review. In every episode, we talk with a DevOps expert who shares the latest trends and best practices in the industry. Today, I'm happy to talk with Ramiro Berrieza, who is the founder and CEO at Octeto. Hey, Ramiro.
1: Hey, Gilad. How are you? Thank you for having me here. Super excited to talk more about Octeto Dev Experience and all things cloud native.
0: Okay, so first tell us a little bit about
1: yourself. Yeah. So um as you said my name is Ramiro. I am the founder of Octero. Um uh, you know, I'm a developer. Um all of my career born in Mexico, been living in the US um for about 15 years now. Uh you know, moved here after college, started working in big companies. Microsoft was my first job out of school and ever since then I kind of been Working around big companies, startups, mid-sized companies, but always very focused on, you know, building tools for developers. It's really, you know, I'm very passionate about how Dev tools can enable software teams to deliver their mission. So, um, I don't, know if, I don't know if it was planned or not, but I made my mission to kind of enable others to complete their mission, and you know, that's what eventually made me start with like this, this passion, hey,
0: we need to make it easier for developers to build cloud native applications. And here I am, you know. Uh wow, sounds good. Um in very, very short, just to just to talk more easily about the concept here, what Octeto does?
1: Great question. So Octeto is a platform to automate the developer experience of software teams at a very high level. You know, you get a web a web UI where you log in and with one button you click deploy. And that will provision everything you need as a developer to work on your applications. This could be compute, you know, your microservices, your databases, can be data, it can be dashboards, it could be your feature flags. Our goal is to give you everything you need to get ready to work, one click, so that you can focus on building value, like building whatever your company is good at. Today, Mm -hmm. the first thing, kind of the first building block of this vision is having this remote dev environments where all the dev workloads, you know, similar to like Docker desktop to Minikube, but rather than having your things run locally, everything runs remotely. And then we have tooling to do things like code synchronization, hot reloading, and more things. But this is where it's the beginning of kind of this modern dev experience where everything now is fully automated and running on the cloud. What inspired
0: the creation of Octeto?
1: Great question. So Octera was inspired because both me and my co-founders, I have two co-founders, Paul and Ramon. We all we're all developers. And we've all suffered from this, you know, for a very long time. We were like experimenting with different things, and we were like trying to figure out, hey, what would a, what will this company look like? One thing we realized is that each of us, you know, across our career always ran into this issue of, hey, it's really hard to get ready to work. I have to like spend a lot of times manually installing things on my local machine, or I have to wait and queue for like a test or a station environment to be available. So it's really funny because, you know, I always thought of that would be like, oh, I work for this company. They don't know what they're doing. They don't have good practices. But then as I talked to you know, Ramon, Pablo, we all work in like very well-known companies, also startups. It was like, wait, this is everywhere. So that made it very obvious and easy for us because it's like, hey, we understand this pain point. I want to build this kind of for myself. Uh, and that's how the whole thing got started. And since then, you know, now, as you can imagine, we talk to a lot of companies, a lot of developers. It's amazing how global this pain point is and how, you know, it, and now it sounds obvious in retrospect maybe, but like every developer wants to be more productive. They want to be more effective and they want to have less Things in their way, so so now we focus hundred percent on that experience. It continues to be exciting because we continue to solve this problem that our team and ourselves have understand and that you know we really like empathize with.
0: Talking about pain points, you know, I love starting with describing the challenges or the problem. So, what are some Common challenges that developers face when working with Kubernetes.
1: So one of the first challenges that I've seen developers facing when, when when using Kubernetes is that you know it is more complex. You go from you know the typical journey we see is you have developers who are using containers and Docker, which is a fantastic tool. I'm a huge fan. I've been using it almost since day one. Uh, so you have Docker Compose or something like that where your components is running the machine and your local desktop, laptop, whatever you're using, and and, and you run them there and, and you can see how they're executing. Going from there to Kubernetes is a big jump because Kubernetes is a cluster orchestration tool. So it's a lot more than what Docker Compose provides. It's really meant for production, you know, so it has all these components. You have to worry about security, you have to worry about network configuration, policies, so on day one, it feels like this very complex thing where you have to learn a lot. And that's a challenge because most developers, and with good reason, they don't care about this. They care about, you know, their job. Like if you work at a bank, you care about building bank software. Mm-hmm. If you work at a SaaS startup, you know, a lot of our customers are SaaS startups. Well, you sign up and you join this company because you want to build this cool whatever it might be, right? It could be a, a hard monitoring device. It could be a cashless store. It could be a you know, feature flagging service. It's cool thing that you want to build. So you don't care that much, you know, about security policies, YAML, uh, all these new resource types. So that be- we've seen that becomes a bit of um, an adoption curve for most developers. And for me, it's like it shouldn't be because... I think developers shouldn't care about those things. I think that you have a, a specialized teams, you know, your DevOps, your platform team that cares about that. But for everybody else, Kubernetes should be a platform where you're just like, hey, you have infrastructure running there and you're like, oh, great, easy. I can I can create infrastructure, I can destroy, I can see it, but nothing more. But that is that is a challenge and it's part of what we, we, I mean, the entire ecosystem of Kubernetes is, is looking very hard into how to
0: solve. In your point of view, how does Octeto help to overcome these challenges?
1: And and this is one of the reasons why we built Octeto. Like um, when we started working with Kubernetes, like Octeto was an open source project first, and it's still around there, GitHub.com/octeto/octeto. It's a CLI. And from the very early days, we saw that hey, we love Kubernetes. We're experts in Kubernetes. But as, as I was saying earlier, it's a huge adoption curve. So one of the things that we wanted to solve is automate all these steps for developers so they don't have to see it. You know, our our idea with Octeto is you have a YAML file in your repo that describes how to deploy your application, how to develop it, how to build it, and a lot more things. But those kind of the three three main steps is you build, you deploy, and then you develop on it. Mm -hmm. And the goal was that this would allow... Kind of one expert on your company. This could be your DevOps engineer. It could be someone from your platform team, or or like one, you know, the one expert you might have, to codify everything that you need to do on this file, so that everybody else, they don't have to care about it. All they have to do is, when using Octero, run Octero deploy or Octero up, and that does everything for you. So for us, that abstraction is the first step towards helping these developers. Because now, if you don't care, if you don't if you don't need, more than care, if you don't need to know about Kubernetes, because your feature is not Kubernetes related, let's say you're building a, I don't know, you're improving your authentication workflow, and you don't have to see Kubernetes, you run Octeta up, you open your IDE, you're writing code, you're seeing it you know, automatically applied in your environment, hot reloaded, all those things. So then you no longer have that. You're benefiting from from Kubernetes, but you're not seeing it. The same way we have this UI and the UI was designed with kind of the goal of giving developers all the information they need for like 80% of the use cases, the status of your application, your logs, any error messages, you know, buttons to be like, hey, redeploy, delete, launch, because we felt like, hey, that's a nice level of abstraction where you know what's going on, but you don't have to be overwhelmed with like the 200 different things. Everything is there and Octeto runs on top of Kubernetes. So there's this one command, Octeto Config, where you can download your QF Config from, from Kubernetes. It's a shortcut. And then you can access the whole thing. But that, that was the plan is to have this abstraction, show what developers care, Make sure they see what they need as fast as possible, right at their you know fingertips or right at their eyes, but only that. So, so they don't get overwhelmed, and everything gets automated. and And so far, we've received great feedback from like a lot of our kind of like early customers and open source users. They do like this abstraction of like, hey, I can leverage Kubernetes. It's there, what I need it, but it's not there all the time. And and that to me is kind of like a, an exciting place to be. Because it's all about enablement. It's all about like, you know, cassie Hightower says this a lot. Kubernetes shouldn't matter, right? It's going to become invisible as we all mature in this ecosystem, and it's going to become like this infra, this platform that is there, but that nobody sees. And and I'm glad that we're kind of part of of this and and contributing from our product
0: into making this a reality. Can you give us an example of how Octeto improve development workflows and productivity?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Um, A good example of this is there's a company called monday.com. Actually, they have a blog post on how to use Octeto. I love that example because what they did is now they're able to deploy an entire copy of their applications on Octeto with one click. So what happens now is that every developer, when they're gonna work on a feature or when they join the company, they go, they log in, they click deploy, in a minute or or so, in a few minutes, they have their own personal copy of Monday.com of the entire application, which means that now they can develop there, they can test it, they can verify their changes, they can do experiments very fast. You're no longer waiting for, here's my change, let's wait for CI to run it, then review it, merge it, and then and then let's see it in staging. No, like everything happens as soon as you write code. You see the changes immediately on this big application. And what's really cool is that because you have this entire application for yourself, you're more confident that your changes are going to work because this is no longer just your unit test, which you can still run. This is like, hey, I have multiple services. I can call my API and see what happens, you know, three, four, five microservices downstream. Some of the people at Monday are like, hey, they're mobile developers. But because they have this live API running, they can verify that the, the changes they're making to the mobile app works well end-to-end. And we've seen this across our customer base, how this reduces onboarding time because developers are effective faster. And this is onboarding both when you join the company, but also when you start a new feature, when you're working with a different team. It also reduces bugs catched in production or staging, because now you have a more realistic environment, you can run more tests before. And overall, it reduces the entire, you know, software delivery cycle because you're faster, because you have this environment faster. You're able to validate things quicker, which means you're spending less time waiting on on CI for things to, for you to know, hey, this works. And finally, because you're reducing the number of, of bugs, you're spending a lot less time doing rework. We have this other customer, it's a video game company in, in Europe, and they saw that by moving to this world of fml realistic environments, they cut down their, the bugs they found in, in production by like 50%. And that, I mean, it's good on its own, but this makes you more productive because if you think about it, every bug, we have another customer who they said that they did analysis and they discovered that every bug in production added between five and eight days of rework, of extra work. Because, I mean, yeah, you have to find a bug. You have to fix it. You have to postpone the work you were supposed to be doing. You have to like do the extra validation. You have to do the extra monitoring. So as our customers adopt this, this world of automated live experience of having ephemeral environments, uh, we're seeing all these benefits. And it's, it's very exciting because, as I said earlier, it's about making sure that we can you know, help developers focus on what they love and kind of like get everything else out of the way, you know, reduce the friction, reduce all this lack of visibility and get them, you know, to run as fast as they can, as confident as they can be so they can build, you know, fantastically cool experiences for their own end users.
0: What advice would you give to developers who are new to cloud native development and considering using Octeto?
1: That's that's a good that's a good question. So, the first thing I would I, I always advise, you know, when we talk to early adopters or or even like companies who are still not not on Kubernetes, is to re-identify the pain points they're trying to solve. Like moving to this cloud native architecture it shouldn't be just because you feel, hey, this is the cool thing. Uh, there's a lot of value. There's a lot of value in in the way that Kubernetes helps you manage infrastructure at scale. It helps you like automate you know, these deployments and rollouts. It's, it's wonderful. I like it a lot. But it's not free. You know, like every decision you make has a trade-off. So my advice is like, hey, make sure you have clear goals, make sure you measure them. And you know, maybe bias because that's what we do, but do not forget about the developer experience. I think that's something that a lot of companies when they adopt adopt Kubernetes, they think about it. From the production perspective only which is very important of course but they don't think about okay how i'm going to get to production and i think as, as as companies design their strategy to get into cloud native kubernetes containers all these things it's very important to think okay how are you going to get there how is your ci going to look like how are your dev environments going to look like how will your developer experience will look like we help them with the developer experience and you know i'm always happy to help um anybody whether they're our customers or not so it's very important to think the experience and then if you're adopting if you are adopting Octetor, well part of what we do when we work with our customers is we have a group of amazing solutions architects who you know sit down with our customers and we kind of help them draw this map of okay where do you want to get how do you measure it because you know we all have grand plans but if you don't have clear concrete goals especially you know, it's hard to figure out, hey, was my investment worth it? Am I done with the work? Because, you know, there's always something as you can do. So, you know, to summarize, have a clear dev experience, test experience, production experience. Set up good goals. And if you're using Octero, well, work with us. L- let us work with you. Help. Let us help you set up these goals and set up this path to make sure that you're successful in your initiatives, that you can measure them. And then that way, you know, hey, this is working. Let me invest more into this.
0: How does Octeto differ from other development platforms, like from competitors and etc.? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a bit exciting because the world of dev experience is fairly new. You know, I've been in this industry for a while and for the longest time there was this impression that, hey, DevTools is something that, you know, let every developer worry about it. You don't have to have a, and they have experience, the developers are smart, they will figure it out, they will pick what is best for them. I'm glad that's changed because that was putting a lot of weight into like every individual developer. And as you scale, that is not a good idea because you want something that like you don't want every developer to solve the same problem, right? You want to solve it once for everybody. Part of what makes Octa different is this point of view of developer first. There's a lot of competition, there's other tools trying to solve this problem around the, the productivity, ephemeral environments. Uh, and each of us took a different perspective. Some of them are taking more of the, hey, production first, then dev. Others are more focused on, hey, how do you manage the infrastructure at scale? Our focus, because we're developers, right, from day one, was like from the developer perspective. So if, if you start using Octetal, you notice there are things that are very specific to the development workflow. We do a lot of things, for instance, to optimize your builds. We run this remote build service to make your Docker build through your container builds much faster. There's a container registry. There is all these commands to do like remote debugging, file synchronization. We're working on this new command to run tests in the cluster. So it's very focused on developers. So now we're expanding, but we started with like dev environments. Then we have this idea of like environments for pull requests that we call preview environments. And now some of our customers are using Octeto for more general use environments, but it's always very focused on developers. So, you know, for us, hey, how can we get the fastest? We want to be the fastest way to get your team to Kubernetes and the fastest way to get your code change from your IDE to this environment so you can see it in a way that is realistic. And And to me, that's the biggest difference. There's others, you know, like, we do things like user management, credential management, secrets, but it's all very focused on, on this ethos of, I want to make developers effective. How do I remove everything out of the way? And I think that's very unique. And I think that comes from the fact that, you know, as, as the first question you asked, why are we doing this? Well, because this is a pain that I've suffered personally. So I have a very specific point of view of this. Same with my co-founders. Now the rest of the company, we all come from, This world of developer tools, you know, a lot of our team comes from Docker, GitLab, Atlassian, Netlify, Datadog, like all these very developer-focused companies. So we have that same point of view, that same love for for developers. And and that makes Octeto very different from other tools in the
0: market. Let's finish with a bit more personal question. So, Ramiro, if you were not Octeto's uh, CEO, what would you do in your day-to-day?
1: Well, that's, a, that's a really good question. If I wasn't Octeto's CEO, I would probably be working for another tech company building developer tools, maybe open source, maybe commercial, but I'm pretty sure that in my spare time, I would be building something like Octeto, because this is not the first time i built a tool for developer productivity. Like I've built something similar to Octeto at Microsoft, at startups. When I was in Atlassian, we were building something internally for our own team. So I'm pretty sure I would still be working on, on this world of developer productivity because it's something I, I love. And I love building, you know, I, I love, I write code almost every day. I still write code on my spare time. So I will be writing code, building developer tools, maybe something else, anymore. more. I don't know. Now AI is very much in vogue, maybe AI. But I am super excited about Octero and, I honestly, I know it's kind of cliche, but as a founder, I don't see myself doing anything else right now. It's it's really becoming kind of my life's work to make it, to help developers be more effective. And and right now that is through automating the entire experience. And And it's super exciting. Like this is, un- we're only starting. We have a great list of customers and open source users. It's only growing. More and more people see the value of what we're building. So it's super exciting. So it's, it's hard. It's really hard to think of it. But, okay, what else would I be doing right now? <laughs> Maybe in a, in a few years, you'll see something else. But, but for now, Octeta is, is really where,
0: where we're at. Okay, Ramiro, thank you so much for joining our podcast today. And thank you all for listening. Thanks, Gilad. And just one final
1: thing. If anybody you know, if you want to talk about the experience, if you want to help you know your, your customers, just shoot us a note at podcast at octeta.com. And you know we're happy to get on a call and help you figure out your, your dev experience uh, strategy. And, and thank you again for having me. It was such a fun time and great questions.
0: Thank you very much. This is Develops Tech Tuesday Unboxed, your DevOps technologies review. I'm your host, Gilad Niger. This podcast is a review of Develops Tech Tuesday webinar. So if you're interested in our in-depth discussions about the up-to-date technologies in DevOps, check out our webinar on our website at the show notes. Until next time, bye-bye.